Are y'all ready for the word this morning? Thank you, Jesus. You know, um, we're going to go back a little bit to basics. And um, so if you know this, praise God. The word of God is alive. Amen. And it's always revealing. Um, but if you can, go with me to Matthew 13. Hallelujah. We're going to. Matthew 13, and we're going to start with verse 18. We're talking about the parable of the sower this morning. Are you all there? Matthew 13, verse 18, it says, Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil, say good soil, represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30 60 or even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Can you all say amen? So this morning we're talking about the four types of ground. Amen. The seed is the word of God and we are the ground. Amen. The seed is released. As we read the word, the seed is released but it will produce according to what kind of ground you are. And so say, I'm good soil. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm good soil. So I'm going to go through a lot of notes today. And this is really important because we need to have the word of God producing in our life. And if there's things in your life that need to go, then the Lord will reveal those things to you so they can be uprooted and go. Amen. But there's four types of ground. The first one is the footpath or the road. The second one is the rocky soil. The third one is among thorns. And the fourth is good soil. So I'm going to start with the first one, the footpath or the Another version says their hard hearts, their hearts that have been hurt in the past. And now it's difficult to open your heart to anything or anyone. Your heart is hard. It's not receiving the word you're existing, but you're no longer living. You're carrying around this baggage that doesn't belong to you. You've been hurt. 
There's emotional pain and trauma that, that you suppress. It's difficult for you to forgive and to receive forgiveness because you're still living in the land of unforgiveness. Hallelujah. The issues of life have made your heart hard. Anybody been there? I've been there. We've all been there at one time or another. There's no shame in that. We've all been this hard heart where the word of God is preached. And you know what? It doesn't take root because there's things in our life that, that we need God to do. Amen. So because your heart is hard, when the seed of the word of God is released, it never takes root. And so the evil one comes and he snatches the seed. So you never understand. He distracts you with deception. So if we were to take a small seed and put it on the, the, the road on the freeway, what would happen to it? It would never take root, right? Because it's not the right ground. And so the Bible says that those that, that are like a footpath, your ground is hard. The enemy comes as soon as the word is released. He comes and snatches it because it never takes root in your heart. He comes with deception, making you believe that it's not for you. He comes with a lie saying things will never change for you. But let me tell you, if you could know the testimony of the person you're sitting next to, you know that all things are possible. Because we all have a story. And now that story gives God the glory. The enemy makes you keep your focus on the pain and the hurt so you never receive the word that brings healing and salvation. See, you could be sitting here today listening to everything, but you walk out the same way. Not because God isn't faithful and not because God's word isn't powerful, but because your heart wasn't ready to receive the word. We take responsibility, amen? Can we take can we can we talk like adults today? <laughs> you got to you got to be ready to receive. And let me tell you, many people have gone through a lot of things that have made their heart their hearts hard. They don't understand why things happened the way they did. They can't comprehend why God didn't do what, what, you know, you wanted him to do or why this person betrayed you or why that happened. And all these things cause your heart to get hard. And so the word never comes in to produce in your life. So what can you do? Because we're going to talk about all four, but I'm also going to show you the way out. Amen. See, that person needs to cry out to Jesus. That person, like Evangelist Vanessa said, only God can do and deal with the heart issue. Only God can go where no man can go. No pill can do, amen? Only God can go in and heal everything that's broken in your heart. You know, the, uh, let me read the scripture to you real quick. 
I don't want to get ahead of myself. But you need Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, you need Jesus. (laughs) Now try it with a smile, please. (laughs) See, those people that have hard hearts need to call upon the Lord. There's no other way. Romans 10, 13 says, for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, and I will give you a new heart and I will put my spirit, a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart. Hallelujah. He takes it out and he gives you a tender, responsive heart. And he says in verse 27, and I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful not to be careful to obey my regulations. So when you call upon the name of the Lord, he guarantees that he comes in with salvation. Not only taking you out of the pit of hell and putting you in heaven, but he heals everything that's broken in you so that you can live life on earth being a good testimony of the goodness of God. Hallelujah. You're not too far gone. You're not going to surprise God with your baggage. God's not going to look at you and be like, oh man, you really messed up. You know, like he knows, he knows everything about you. He knows the struggle. He knows the pain. He knows the abuse. He knows everything. And he's a good God who wants to heal your heart. He wants to take out that stony heart and put in a heart of flesh. Second Corinthians five seventeen says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ, has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That means that when the enemy comes to remind you of your past and you've already surrendered to Jesus, you got to say, get behind me, Satan. You're not going to mess up my walk with God. See, the only the enemy will come and remind you of your past so that your heart gets hard again and you don't receive God's word. Hallelujah. See, many, I'm going to, hallelujah. Many people are claiming to love God, but have hard hearts. God's not about hard hearts. He's about his tender mercies. He's about a love that has to flow through you. And you know, we go through stuff. You know, as Christians, we can go through stuff. But we go through it. It doesn't change us to become like the world, but it changes us to become like him. And so you got to guard your heart above all things because man will fail you. 
Man will talk about you. Man will criticize you. Man will backstab you. But see, when you live for God, your heart is guarded and you learn to love them as Christ loves them. Not my strength, not my conditional love, but his unconditional love. And you can always come out on top and never on the bottom. Amen? So you have to learn to guard your heart. You know, many people stop going to church because they got hurt in church. Oh, well, you know, I didn't like what the, the pastor never gave me time. Or, you know, they talked about this or that. You know what? You've just allowed the enemy to take you out of God's perfect plan. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, you can't be the church if you're not effective in this world. Criticism is not a ministry. Splitting churches is not a ministry. Talking about others is not a ministry. If you're the church, then you're edifying and building his church. Amen. We come together as the church. We are the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. We're the church, but as a body, we are still the church. You hear me? And every single one of us have a part in the body of Christ. I'm not going to grab a hammer and hit my foot because I will damage my body. Listen. I'm not going to take something and harm myself because it will damage my body. Instead, I strengthen it. When it's weak, I strengthen it. Hallelujah. The, someone needed to hear that. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. But let's move on. So you got to decide what soil you are. I'm, I, I see every one of you and I see good soil. In every, but you need to take notes. You need to know what it is because God will bring you someone that you need to minister to. Amen? And maybe their hearts are hard, but let me tell you, in the presence of God, everything changes. It's okay if you ugly cry. It's okay. God's healing whatever needs. You know, you don't have to keep it together in his presence. You don't have to, like, have it all together. You know, nobody can see me because then they're going to think I have problems and oh man, have your way, Lord. Just do what, whatever is hurting, whatever needs to be ministered to. Lord, here I am. You know, many times I've walked out of church with like black lines on my hand. I don't care. I've just been with Jesus. Like, you know, I love you guys, but my relationship with him, I love so much more. And, you know, I desire to be with him. I need him to do what no man can do. I need him to make me whole. Amen? Hallelujah. So don't run from his presence. Don't run and hide because, you know, you start feeling the tears coming down. I don't care, you know, as you know, my husband, you know, God, when God touches him, he, he's a mess up here. <laughs> You know, but that's, that's just, you know, in the Hispanic culture, we teach them people, don't cry. You can't cry. You're a man. 
man, but when God touches you, when, when there is a man in the presence of God with tears rolling down his face, you know that you know that God is doing something on the inside of him. How beautiful that is. How beautiful that is. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We're just on the first one, right? <laughs> Lord Jesus. Okay, let's do this. The second soil is the rocky soil. Hallelujah. The rocky soil. Everything looks good on the surface. But if you dig a little deeper, there's some rocks in there. So they hear the word and they have great joy in the moment. There's an excitement and an enthusiasm, but there's no commitment. They say, I like what I hear, but I just don't know. Isaiah 42:20 says, you see and recognize what is right, but you refuse to act on it. You hear with your ears, but you don't really listen. Let me read that again. <laughs> you see and recognize what is right, but you refuse to act on it. You hear with your ears, but you don't really listen. Can y'all say amen? <laughs> don't get mad at me today, okay? Don't send me a message. Pastor, why'd you say that? Listen, God's speaking to your heart. It's an area that needs to change. And so the rocky soil, they have great excitement when they hear the word. But then temptation comes. And they have a hard time resisting. Temptation comes as a thought. Amen. Oh, man, I'm going to get in some Kool-Aid this morning. Temptation comes as a thought. The enemy will sow a seed of a lie. He begins to tell you, it was better when. Or I'm just not happy with my husband, my wife. They don't make me happy anymore. I don't get butterflies anymore. I, you know, I don't... Those are all lies of the enemy. Or temptation comes and, and you just hear this thought of, oh, just one more time. Or nobody's watching. Holla, it's awfully quiet. Ugh. Or the temptation comes and, you know, Satan paints this picture. Oh, remember how good you felt when you were doing those things. And so you begin to meditate upon it. You begin to think about it. And they're all lies of the enemy. Because the enemy can only offer you death, but Jesus gives you life. And instead of resisting the devil, you're welcoming him in. You didn't fall into temptation. You made a choice. It's not an accident. It's a choice. 
Hallelujah. You allowed it to just begin to get bigger and bigger and bigger. The temptation came as a little arrow, a little thought, but then you entertained that thought and it became bigger. And then you couldn't resist and you gave in to temptation. You made the choice to give in to temptation. Hallelujah. First Peter five, eight says, says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Is this something that God is going to do for you or that you have to do? Thank you, guys. (laughs) You have to stand firm. You have to resist the devil. You can't say, God, take this away. No, you got to stand firm and resist the devil and he will flee. Amen. When temptation comes, you can't sit at the table with it. You can't welcome it into your door because those thoughts will come in. Nobody's watching. Nobody will know. It becomes a fruit in your life. Hallelujah. I'm glad my husband's coming Sunday. Thank you, Jesus. See, the enemy wants to destroy God's plan for your life. He wants to take away God's plan. No, he can't take it away, but you can surrender it. You can let him in and cause chaos in your life, or you can stand firm and say, get thee behind me, Satan. You are under my feet. I walk in the victory of Christ Jesus. Amen. You are defeated. Or you can paint the picture and be like, oh, yeah, it was so good back when, you know, I would get so messed up and all these things. And But your family was falling apart and you were broken all the time and you were, you know, in your own vomit and you were just asking for forgiveness over and over and nothing ever changed. But when you surrender to Jesus, Jesus took out the stony heart and gave you a heart of flesh and now you're living for him. It's so much better on the light side. Amen. It's so much better where there's light. It's so much better where Jesus is. Because over there, there's darkness and death. There's brokenness. There's defeat. But over here, there's victory. James 1, verse 13, says, And remember... Hallelujah. When you are being tempted, do not say God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong. And he never tempts anyone else. Listen to verse 14. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to what? When sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. What are you allowing to grow? 
What are you allowing to keep growing in your life? Because if it's not the seed of the word of God, then it produces death in your life. There's no, there's no gray area with God. Hallelujah. It's awfully quiet. Thank you, Jesus. See, you, you are keeper of your ground. You can't blame your husband. You can't blame your wife. You can't blame your parents. You can't blame other people. You are keeper of your life. Amen. You are the, the gate keeper of your heart. You get to decide what you let into your mind and into your heart. So this rocky soil, they give in to temptation. They allow temptation to come in and they begin to entertain this temptation. Hallelujah. When problems begin to arise, they lose their cool. We don't know anyone like that in this place. Amen. Y'all keep it together so well. They lose their cool. Fear begins to creep in and they begin to let go of faith. Your words begin to reveal your heart. You have a but for every promise of God. You live in defeat and never in victory. You give up. You quit. Hallelujah. No quitters in this place. You're more than conquerors. So this rocky soil gets moved by a lot of things. Amen. They never allow, see on the outside, you're, you're, you know, you're excited to receive the word. You're, you're excited. You know, you, you're like, yes, yes, yes. But then when problems come, you fall apart. You let go of the seed of truth and you take in the seed of fear. Hallelujah. Whew, it's a little hot. <laughs> you never allow the word to grow. Say, I'm good soil. So this rocky soil... It seems like they're in a constant cycle, you know, always going in circles, like the children of Israel, always going in circles, you know, complaining about everything, living in defeat after seeing the goodness of God upon their life. They're always complaining. Not in here. You're good soil. You're good ground. But you have to recognize what it is there's some rocks in your ground and so what can you do what do you do if that's you what if you what do you do if you identify with this rocky soil number one you have to wake up each day with a constant yes to jesus jesus has to be bigger than your struggle jesus has to be bigger than your problem jesus has to be bigger than your temptation Jesus has to be bigger than your mountain. You have to wake up every day acknowledging that Jesus is bigger than everything that you're going through. That Jesus has shown you a way out. That Jesus is walking with you. Amen. He's giving you strength. Amen. To get over 
whatever you're going through. And you got to say yes to Jesus, not only in the morning, but at noontime and in the evening and at nighttime. And when he speaks to you, you have to constantly say yes to Jesus. When he says, don't do that, don't say that, don't go there. You have to say, this side got it, I think. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Number two, you have to hide God's word in your heart. Psalm 119.11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You have to have a reservoir of God's word in your heart so that when troubles come, you don't run in fear, but you pull out the word of God, amen, the sword of the spirit, and you begin to knock down everything that's trying to come against you. But if you have no word in you, then you're going to run in fear. God didn't call us to run in fear, amen? To stand our ground. The third thing is stop entertaining thoughts that pull you away from God. James 4, 7 says, so humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Say resist the devil. And it doesn't say you'll flee. It says he will flee. You stand your ground. You know who you are. You're a child of God. Amen. You're a child of the most high God. The devil has been defeated. Amen. It's not a war. You know, I, always, I see this picture of God, Jesus arm wrestling the devil. No, he's not. He's the devil's defeated. Amen. It happened on the cross 2000 years ago. Jesus won. Amen. He won. There's no battle happening, but you have to stand in the power and the victory that Jesus has given you. So stop entertaining thoughts that pull you away from God. The fourth thing is persevere through the temptations, the challenges, and the problems and persecutions. Persevere, amen? Stand in the victory of Jesus. James 1, 2, and 4 says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. When troubles of any sort come your way, it doesn't say get really sad. It doesn't say cry in a corner. What does it say? Consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Say, I'm growing. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. It doesn't say we're not going to go through troubles. We're going to go through some stuff. But even as we go through those things, we will count it all joy because we know that God has already made a way. We are not defeated. We are in victory. Amen. Hallelujah. James 1, says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. Amen. 
I'll leave that one right there. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. Say, God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. So God's already made a way for you. Amen? You have to decide what door you're going to go through. Are you going to take the exit that Jesus has provided? Or are you going to take the temptation that the enemy is showing you? Say, I choose Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, I choose Jesus. So the stony heart can do all these things and allow the Lord to remove those 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 rocky areas, sorry, the rocky areas in your life that need to be removed so that you become good ground. And now the third thing is among thorns. And I got to go quick. Among thorns, there's some good soil and there's potential for good fruit, but the thorns choke out the fruit. They listen and believe and receive the word, but then the worries come. The worries of not enough, the worries of failure, the worry of, of, you know, your family, the worry of all these things. And then the pressures come. Amen? Pressures begin to come in. And so you lose sight of the word of God. And then the responsibilities come. And then the priorities get out of order. You get pulled into the ways of the world. And the ways of the world, you know, the Bible says they're lured by the wealth. They're driven by success. They desire other things other than God. They're idols in your life. Bottom line. They're idols in your life. Matthew 6, 21 says, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Wherever your heart is, that's where your treasure will be. Hallelujah. This seed that's thrown among the thorns, comparison comes in. You're trying to keep up with the Joneses. You're trying to do these things that the world calls success, but really it's not you open that picture-perfect door and that green grass, and you'll see what chaos is inside that house. <laughs> I was thinking my, my grass might be a little yellowish, but we're happy in our house. <laughs> Don't always go by what you see, amen? But um, this seed that's sown among thorns, it gets... It gets choked out by the desires of this world. James 4.1 says, What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? 
Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. Verse 3, and even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. Thank you. You know, the word just speaks for itself. (laughs) It just, it says it all. You ask, but you don't receive because your heart's not right. It's not that God doesn't want to give you because he's a good God, but the motives of the heart are wrong. Hallelujah. So this this seed in, in, in thorny ground, it begins to pursue other things rather than God. And you never allow the the seed to really begin to produce the fruit. It becomes less and less about God and more and more about you. Eventually, you get to this place where you stop doing the things that brought you to the place of blessing. You start getting comfortable in doing things your way. Hallelujah. You know, this word needs to be preached because you're called to produce good fruit. You're, you're good ground. And if we don't preach the word of God, then we're responsible for what is being said from here. And, you know, this morning we're tearing up all the uh, weeds that have been growing along with the seed. Amen. We're, we're pulling them out so that you can produce the fruit that the word of God has called you to produce. And so this needs to be said. It needs, you know, the word of God is the word of God. It's meant to offend you. It's meant to get you uncomfortable. It's meant to challenge you to grow. And if it's making you uncomfortable, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 10, 12 says, if you think you're standing strong, be careful not to fall. Humble yourselves before the Lord. Let God be first in every area of your life. Make sure your priorities are in order because otherwise there are thorns growing with the seed that will choke out the fruit. Can you all say hallelujah? Thank you. Just want to know you're still with me. (laughs) So what do you do if there's thorns in your soil? First of all, you have to acknowledge that they're there. You have to get real with God and say, I've been putting these things first. I've been desiring the things and not God. You have to humble yourself and ask God for forgiveness. You have to take heart in the truth of the word of God. You have to renew your mind with God's word. And you do not have to worry. You can cast your cares upon the Lord. 
You know, there's nothing wrong with having a drive for things. There's nothing wrong with desiring things. Let me, let me show you. Psalm 37, 4 says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. God wants to give you. He doesn't want to keep you wanting. He wants to give you, but he has to make sure that your heart is right. When you're seeking God above all else and you're living, you know, it says, seek God and live righteously. Not only seek God, be a hearer, not a doer. Amen. <laughs> we have to do both. Seek God, live righteously, and then God will, will just give you everything that you have need of. He knows what you're going through, and he is the answer. He knows the desires of your heart, and he wants to give them to you. He knows the desires of your heart, and he wants to give them to you. But he wants to be first in your life. He wants to make sure that he has your heart above all else. Then you're not being, you're not being um, moved back and forth, that you're not dividing your love and your loyalty between the things of this world and him. He wants all of you. Say, he wants all of me. Philippians 6 verse, Philippians 4 verse 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Romans 12, 2, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen? Say, I'm good soil. Okay, now the fourth one, good soil. They listen, understand, and cling to the word. They are doers of the word, not only listeners. They choose to do what the word of God says. They have ears to hear, and they can hear what the Holy Spirit is revealing. The word becomes truth in your life. You are constantly producing good fruit. The word can never produce bad fruit. If the word of God is coming into your heart, then you're producing good fruit. Amen. Because a, a good tree can produce what? Good fruit. A bad tree produces what? Bad fruit. The word of God is good. It's good. It's good for you to have the word of God in your heart so that it produces good fruit. There is never wasted time with God. There is never a wasted moment reading his word. There's a never a wasted moment in prayer. It all produces good fruit. Every area of your life begins to prosper. You produce a great harvest. There's a saying that you can count the seeds in an apple, but you can't count the apples in the seed. 
That's the way the word of God works. Because he gives, you know, he's a God of multiplication. The seed can come into your heart and produce a great and mighty harvest. 30, 60, and 100 fold. How does it happen? Because the seed of the word, as tiny as it is, you know, the Bible says the mustard seed is one of the tiniest seeds, but it produces this huge tree. The word of God might seem tiny coming in. It might seem like you only heard one thing this morning, but if as long as it's planted in your heart, it will produce. If you only heard one thing, one scripture, God's word, when it's released, it does not return void. It goes and it accomplishes, but your heart has to be ready to receive it. Hallelujah. The word produces so much in your life that you become a sower of the seed. You go from this person who had a hard heart to this person now who's giving words of life to others. Now you become the sower of the word of God and you bring life to others. The word, it's the word, but your soil has to be ready. It has to produce. Enough about blaming other people. You know what? You got to take responsibility for what you allow into your life. Harvest can only come when the seed has been sown, when it's taken root and it's growing. When the hard heart has been removed, when the rocky soil has been removed and the thorns have been removed. You got to let God do whatever he needs to do. You know, sometimes it's, it's, it's hearing God and obeying God and we hear his word, but sometimes he tells us to do something. He'll direct you to come. And this has happened many times. People will show up and they just say, you know what? I just need to, I need to clean the sanctuary. Or I just, where do you need help? I just, I need to serve. I need to do. I just feel God's telling me to do this. And that obedience to God produces. You should hear the testimonies that we hear. And Pastor Eli has been doing an awesome job sharing. But there's so many testimonies that have come forth. You know, a couple of weeks ago, how many of you remember the petitions? Pastor Kevin had shared, write down your petitions. So I had been talking to someone who had been sharing with me, you know, they had to work on Sunday and they were having a hard time because, you know, they really wanted to come to church. But... It was an impossible situation. And, you know, they had done everything, asked for the days off, you know, try to do everything their way. And finally, we just said, let's take it up to the Lord. You do what you can and let God do what you can't. So we took it up to the Lord, wrote it down in their petition. And the very, I think two or three days later, they moved the position to a better position with Sundays off. So look. When you hear God and obey, the word produces. If you hear the word 
If you listen to the word, but you don't hear the word, then you're going to walk out the same way. The choice is yours. I gave you a lot of scripture this morning. I, I like, bam. But, but because this is what changed our life. When we begin to get real with God and said, you know, there's some unforgiveness in my heart. There's some hardness in my heart. There's some issues. I've been hurt. I, you know, I've been wounded. People have said, whatever. But I got real with God and let God do whatever he needed to do in me so that I can produce good fruit, so that I can stand before you this morning and share the word of God completely free. Not because I know something, <laughs> even though the Holy Ghost likes to tell. But because you need this, you need this word. You are good soil. It doesn't matter what has happened in your past. Today is a new day. Amen. Today, this is the day that the Lord has made just for you. So it's time to shake off the things that happened yesterday. It's time to step away from the temptations. It's time to let go so that God can produce in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet. Thank you, Lord. Joe, receive this word this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm just going to share this one scripture in Jeremiah 17, verse 7. It says, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruits. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what the bills say. It doesn't matter what others say. Hallelujah. You know, we, sometimes we got to shake off what other people have said about us. Because that's not who you are. When you know who you are, it doesn't matter who says what. You're a child of God and you're going to love them through it. But you got to shake off some words that have been spoken over you. You got to shake off some hurts that maybe your husband or your wife had said to you. You got to shake it off. Those are thorns that are, that are choking out the fruit. And you got to get real with God and just say, have your way. You know, some of my greatest moments with the Lord are in my car. <laughs> They're here too, but a lot of times it's just like, man, God, you're so good. You're so good. You're amazing, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for protecting me from what I thought I needed. Thank you for providing when it seemed like there was no provision. Thank you for, you know, that word of encouragement that somebody sent my way. Thank you, Lord, that you remember me, that you're always thinking of me. That's our God. That's our God. 
Have a place where you can get alone with him. Have a place where you just kind of, you know, be quiet and hear him. Hear him and receive from him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, this morning as, as I was speaking, hallelujah. Some of you have felt that hard heart. And you've been telling God, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I'm done feeling this way. I need you to give me a heart of flesh. I need you to put your spirit on the inside of me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Today, everything changes. Today, everything changes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just say this with me. Lord, this morning, I surrender to you. Have your way in my heart. Remove this stony heart and give me a heart of flesh. Put your spirit on the inside of me. Forgive me of all my sins. Make me new. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me, for shedding your blood so that I can be whole. This morning, I receive you as Lord and Savior of my life. I surrender to you. Jesus, have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 